0: Golden Deer Productions. Golden. De-
1: oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter. Just you forgot to enter. Oh my, my god. My favorite
0: one was the dude who hit me up at midnight. Bro, check this video. All right, bro, I got you. Eight a.m. next day. You, you get a chance, bro. I fucking slept. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can I get like eight hours of sleep without being like attached to my emails? So-
1: it's it's a weird position to be in because in a way you're just like you're a servant to the platform. Hmm. So, like, do you ever feel like people come up to you and they're just, like, fully just trying to use you?
0: 100%. Yeah, got you. And I'm just
1: going to preface it real quick. Yo, again come through with some value hashtag business hashtag value for everyone over here tuning in because greg dropped a lot of gems on how to accurately market yourself as an artist especially in boston and that's very possible for everyone in boston to make some waves for yourself
0: go so do you want me to do it as greg gaffney or greg is on fire That was supposed to be like the epic lead up you're supposed to get (laughs) it hi it's greg gaffney and this is my golden hour water earth
1: fire air Long ago, the four deer nations lived together in harmony. Harmony. Then, everything changed when the fire deer attacked. Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted golden deer forest. Season four. we're synced up. Do you just want to see how you sound?
0: Check, check, check. You feel good? Check, check, check. So, yeah, we sound good. Yep.
1: I mean, you know, I feel like you have a better technical sense than I do. You got more history. Well, I mean, don't you work at Apple? I do. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> so, uh, good morning.
0: Good morning, indeed.
1: I, so when we had started the show, I think you were probably one of the first people I reached out to, man. Cause I was like, you know what? There's this there's this, I don't want to call you a snake, but there's this undercover figure that's making all these transactional moves to kind of build the city up, and he seems wicked important, but he doesn't show his face too
0: much. Nah, yeah, I just kind of be at home and just play with the dog, you know?
1: And, and I mean, I'm sure you're making a ton of phone calls, too, and writing and photography and yeah. working 10 jobs.
0: Yeah, a lot of, Yes. Do you ever feel, like, too spread thin? Yes, all the time, every day. I was going to say. Here, let me every just, day. I'm just going to make sure I get your levels right here. Yep, you're good. Pick you up just a little bit. Yeah, there's there's plenty of days where I'm like, you know what I could do? Is I could just log out of SoundCloud and pretend like never any of this ever existed.
1: Is, that, is that where you're mostly SoundCloud?
0: Only. I, like, just bought Spotify, like, a month ago. And I don't know how to use it. I just do it for, like, to look at people's stats.
1: Well... I'm assuming AudioMax cutting that check though.
0: So <laughs> you're on AudioMax too. They were for a little bit. Oh, they're not cutting that check anymore. Uh, no, no. Um, they like the the pace to which they wanted that playlist updated. That could have been tragic. Yeah, that could have really bad. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just oh no, just yeah. Do your thing. Do your thing. The pace to which they wanted that, um, playlist updated, I just didn't think would match the output of the city at a high, at a high sort of caliber. Elaborate so they wanted they wanted the playlist to have like 10 or 15 new songs like every two months or whatever okay um and you know there's obviously uh financial compensation to all that because they're trying to build their platform and kind of enter these markets and the idea was once they sort of enter all these markets they do a, their own little audio mac tour and build the tour almost as like a sh- as a showcase stop so like the best artists they liked out of that city would kind of be on the on the bill, and um, and so like the yeah. how, how
1: do they access you off Rip? How did you set that up? Oh yourself? man,
0: um, so I guess to make a, a long story slightly shorter, but still in length, um, there I have a connect of a friend just just based off Twitter, uh, Mark Gianni, who is down in um, Atlanta. Shout out Mark! Shout out Mark Gianni for sure. He hit me up maybe like three or four years ago. After Stiz blew up, because he also does booking for A3C, fire. So he's like, hey, like you know, who else is in the city of of Boston that would be, you know, coming up? So I, you know, I gave him a bunch of names, whatever, and he actually booked Vintage Lee that year. Nice. Um, A3C is almost bigger than South by
1: Southwest now, right?
0: I don't know. I have never been to South by Southwest. I think South by has, it's just bigger. It's, it's just it's much just, more spread
1: more out. Inc- A3C seems a little
0: more like specifically music it is much more specifically like music and the business that surrounds it and south by is more like a huge pull-up and like there's a lot of like unofficial stuff that goes on like near south by so like you'll have your major showcases but like you could just book your own bar for the whole weekend and throw your own baby showcase like not south by affiliated but there's there's plenty of foot traffic kind of like mardi gras essentially yeah music mardi gras Fire. Yeah. We should coin that and make a million bucks, Music bro. Mardi Gras. That's, a, that's not a bad one. Um, but yeah, met Mark. Mark uh, Mark had me down for A3C. And then I was at a, uh, a music conference uh, talk, and Dave Dave Ponte, the owner of Audio Mac, was on stage. Fire. And he was talking about the hometown heroes, things he wanted to do. And I was like, oh, God, that'd be like a perfect sort of... Right up your alley. Right up my alley. So uh, I knew Mark was doing it for Atlanta. And I was like, Mark, can you... You know, have me shake a hand or two and get, you know, I'd, I'd like to be involved in this. And, you know, initially it was actually going to be for uh, the Smash Bros. The Smash Bros, had kind of already locked up that whole Boston the thing. The family
1: cookout tape.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Well, no, like, uh, AudioMac had reached out to them. Oh, word, okay. To sort of take it over, which is which makes perfect sense. Um, so I wasn't really too pressed. I was like, you know what, it's in great hands, 100%. And um, I just reached out to, to MUI and Gnome. I was Like, hey, man, just talk to AudioMac Mac. See you guys going on. If there's anything I can do to help, you know, let me know. And um I think they were they were bouncing on tour, so they couldn't develop uh, yeah, they, they seem like they have a ton going on too. Yeah, so they were like, you know, we really can't put as much time into this as we want to. Here's what we've done so far, and then I kinda of picked it up from there. But uh but yeah, they they wanted they wanted a playlist like every every month or every six weeks, or whatever. Like and, a, and you just didn't think that there was would be enough valuable music coming out of the city in that time frame. Not being a dick at all, just like not being a dick at all, but like kind of yeah. Because like, you know, you think of now, like we we do have like our staple releases, you know, like the Grunge tape or the Replay tape or the Conus album, and et cetera. But like, also shout out, I saw, I saw Conus and Jeff last night. Both great tapes, man. Yeah, they 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 Wait, really.
1: Who'd you say? Oh, and you said Grunge, the Grunge tape. I love Time After Time, bro.
0: Yeah, that that whole that whole that whole run was really cool. We had like. Felix replay grunge connect all at the same time but you know a lot of the stuff that I was doing for Audiomack was asking people to upload their old songs just to get it off the ground which was cool which was fine but then it, it just kind of got to the point where I was like this might not kind of be at the pace where you don't want to
1: degrade the the value of like the brand of the city exactly
0: almost. you know what I mean like if I'm if I'm going to be broadcasting something on like a national platform I want it to be, you know, the, the cream of the crop. Do it the right way. Do it the right way. So eventually I slowed down. Um, I, I didn't... I, I I personally sort of slowed down. I wasn't on it as much as I should have been because it's a lot of work. A lot of work. Like, hey, like, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually they are like, hey, like, you know, we got to kind of move it on. I was like, you know what? Cool. Agreed. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah, hit me up if you ever need anything. Fire. Type idea, but... It was uh, it was amicable. It was amicable. I think it's amicable. I don't know if they were like, this kid sucks. He's like so late on everything. But to me, I was like, you know what? Like, love what you guys are doing for sure. Um, whatever I can do to fit in with either Boston and mine or or on a national scope, like totally down. I actually pitched something to them just before they kind of sent me the other email because I was Shit. like, hey, like you know, we have these we have these giant releases right now in Boston. All these albums that are of really good quality. Like, maybe instead of, like, the Hometown Heroes playlist, maybe it's, like, you know, every other week or something, we just kind of deep dive into this one album or something, you Fire. know? So, I, I I had positioned something else that was fitting what the city was sort of outputting, but, you know, that's their boat to drive and me to sort of be, be on it.
1: I feel you. So, I, I didn't give you a proper introduction. To my right is a dude I respect a lot. His name is Greg Gaffney. He's a fellow white boy hustler like myself. What up? Welcome, man. Do you want to just kind of give a quick rundown of like who you are and what you do? Because we know you do
0: a lot, man. Um, yeah, so I'm Greg Greg Gaffney um, from Quincy, Mass. Shout out! Shout out to Q. Shout out South Shore, um, man. Uh, I do photography, some graphic design work, some playlist stuff, some writing stuff, white boy hustler, white some boy blogging hustler. stuff. I'm just I just call myself a helper. Like, whatever needs to get done or, or, you know, is is lacking, like, you know, let me step in and sort of help out. So, you know, did the college radio thing, did the throw and shows thing, did the interviews on camera thing, did the, so. Yeah. I did some good research before it. Yeah, we. So I hope I don't
1: let you down. We got an, <laughs> an ex-on-air personality over here.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely ex-on-air personality. That did not, that was not my jam. You, you weren't fucking with it? Oh, no, no. If you've done your research, you've seen these YouTube comment sections, and they're there not... Was, I saw one that they're was not, like, they're dude, not very they're
1: like, dude, this interviewer's head must have exploded after this.
0: Yeah, it's it was <laughs> not a good time. I was a meme before memes were a thing. No you way. Probably didn't, that probably didn't show up in your research. Can yeah. I, can, do you have it on you? I don't. It's it's somewhere deep in the dregs of Tumblr. I can find it. It was a it, viral it, meme, though? Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> it was real bad. That's a lie. Were you insecure about it? No. Well, bro, you know, I have some internet history myself, so. I think we all do. I think we all do. But that was a big learning point to what the relationship to the internet was. You know, to, to me and my friend, we were just throwing up videos online and just calling it a day. That was the Go Network? Was that how you said it? Uh, yeah, it was Go, and then before that was called On Air um, Gag yeah, Radio. Little, but it was like a little crossover at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of crossed over at the end, but. A little
1: business maneuver,
0: okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done a couple things, I'd say.
1: I think most notably you are you're a massive curator now within the city. Is that I, I don't want to box you in but
0: Yeah, I for guess right I, now. I I guess. And I've always had a weird relationship with like job titles or titles in general. Like people used to come up and be like, Oh, like you're a tastemaker, bro. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. I just post music and if you guys like it, that's sick. Like to me on Twitter i'm talking basically to myself, and if people chime in that's cool you're active though I am <laughs>
1: active it's fire though, and you got this little comedy mixed in there
0: yeah yeah th- that yeah if you did if you did your research back in the day, I actually got fired from a job of being on Twitter too much, and I tweeted through it. it was pretty fire whoa i I yeah. didn't get
1: that far back. how far back was that <sighs>
0: twenty sixteen or fifteen it was like a two tweet like. Just got talked to by my boss for being on my phone too much. Fuck and that, dude. Yeah, everyone's like, "Dude, watch out, bro." I was like, "Nah, I gotta get these tweets off." And like a week later, yeah. I was like, "I <laughs> lost my job." Does anyone have a
1: job? <laughs> Holy shit! What was the job?
0: Uh, it was like an engineering consulting for. I hated it anyways. Uh, it was an engineering job of sorts. And
1: more um, you like, "Dude, work sucks today." My boss is like, "Getting with the assistant."
0: No, that was that was back in like the that was back in like my early blogging days, main photography days, where it was like. You know, let me post on Instagram, let me do this Twitter thing, let me reach out on email to the next manager in town and I was on my phone a lot, but to me I thought that was important. I'm going to put mine down because like, dude, I've been <laughs> getting way too caught up in my phone.
1: Do you do you ever feel overconsumed by it? No. You don't.
0: I've had my phone on do not disturb for like 2 years and it's the best decision I ever made in my life.
1: No bullshit. Mhm.
0: Cuz I uh, I was very much the same like as soon as my phone vibrated, I need to know what it was.
1: Something so totally addicting about it.
0: Yeah. It's like a Pavlov dog. Every time you hear the bell, you're like, got to check, got to check.
1: For me, it's just like the little red notification, the little heart on Instagram. Mm. It's like, damn, mm. should I put some more money into this Instagram ad? I know, right? I don't know. Yeah,
0: If it's busting, it's busting, you know?
1: That's what I'm saying. So you uh, you initially started with, I kind, I kind of just want you to give, I actually don't usually ask guests to do this, but I kind of want you to give a little bit of a history of Greg. because, the run, like, The runway. Because Greg, from what I can tell, mind you, I'm I'm only like nine nine ten months cemented in Boston now, right? Really doing my thing, mm-hmm. but from what I can tell, Greg has seen pretty much the entire growth of Boston music from the stiggity start.
0: I've at least I've at least seen, yeah. And I, had I, your I, hand in. And had your hand in too. It took me a while to participate. I will say. Um, but I've always kind of, so, yeah, so I guess to, to sort of kick it off, Um I was going to college in Boston, and um I was commuting. Where, where was it? Wentworth. Word. Engineering. Yeah, architecture. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so That's I'd actually. be over here. Yeah, You know, <laughs> sometimes. Um But yeah, just through a, through a friend at Wentworth, I actually reconnected with a kid I went to high school with, who was a year younger than me, who was doing this music interview thing. And um so I came on with them interviewed people like uh like Logic after his first tour
1: So I was going to say I saw that I had a friend who was, because I went to Providence College. You were probably firehouse there. Firehouse 13. You were probably, yeah, yeah.
0: You were probably like 13 years
1: old. I, I was definitely not there at that <laughs> event, but I had been to the firehouse. You
0: know what? You shut down, right? Did it? It was a sketchy-ass It aspect. was on the way. I think we were there. It was sketchy. We pulled up. We're like, are we going to get robbed here? Like, what's going on? It was It was an odd place. It's in a tough neighborhood for sure. It looked it. It's, but the it's like a cool, like really narrow venue. Yeah, so tiny.
1: Yeah. So did you know Logic was about to be big at that point?
0: We so I guess this is this is a, this is a great, you know. So with the interviews, it was it wasn't just who was ever in town. It was like people we liked, and so this sort of developed both myself and my friend. Well, I'll speak for myself. I don't want to speak for Jimmy, but this developed my ear in terms of I love Logic. Let's go talk to Logic. Big fan of Logic. Boom, and then all of a sudden Zoom, he blows up. Um, people like Kid Ink. Oh, you know, really like Kid Ink. Don't don't question that, but
1: I know I was gonna say, bro. There were some <laughs> massive names, like but like uh, good the chance enjoy. Oh, badass. here's a,
0: here's a good one. Like X V, at the time X V was like the king of the internet, you know. So we interview X V, and X V sort of fizzles. But Logic and Easy take off, but people like Watsky and Wax don't take off, and so it was sort of like this. You could start seeing these trend curves, and to me, it was more like. Okay, let's study this. Let's figure out like what did logic do really well that maybe Watski didn't do really well that made logic go this way and Watski go the other way. What what was it after your analysis? It was a lot of everything. You know, I think GE's the perfect example. Um, He's been to Boston a ton of times. He actually did this album listening party back here, like I love
1: Jesus years bro. ago. People, I don't know why people hate on him so much, dude. I think he's like dope. I think he's.
0: It's just fun to be a joke at this point. Like everyone's a joke at this point. Chance the rapper's a joke. Jay Cole's a joke. But like if anyone shook their hands, they'd shake their hands for sure. Um, But you know, to see you, because you're so in early on with these artists, essentially, like you have you have like their personal Gmail. So anytime they're in town, you're like, hey, fire! remember me, like, can we pull up? And so you see the progression of Logic on stage or G-Eazy on stage as a tour, as a touring performer. National touring act. And as a recording act. And also just how personal they were, like, you know, they'll remember you by name or they'll be like, oh, that interview, blah, blah, blah. It's like, there there are a lot of qualities that it takes off the record or off the music record. I think, to me, to make that that bigger sort of connection, not that not that Watsky or anyone was a dick and, like, didn't recognize us or anything, but there's a lot of intangibles to it. And just for me, like, seeing the way they progressed or what they did to progress, I thought was, like, a very, like, ah, okay, so I see what they did. That's interesting. And it makes sense because they look like that. So, Jeezy is a perfect example. He used to dress like a South, you know, San Francisco, South Bay, like, you know, like, hyphy rapper.
1: I know. What was it what was his first song called oh, i don't remember uh,
0: it was like um it's called like oh, it was like run around sue oh that was that was that was that was after that was after that was his first like big hit that though, was his right? first big hit but a like, perfect example like he used to be on like this like e-40 hyphy wave and like because he grew up Whoa. in new orleans and stuff like that so he was like really cemented in that sort of like that type of like trench and he even, I think in our first interview, he talked about it. He's like, I had to switch it up. Like, I couldn't be a six foot four lanky white kid in these huge, you know, dunk SBs and like these huge pants. Like, I had to find a lane that was mine. So, okay, maybe I'll do a whole mixtape of this doo samples and throw in the leather jacket and slick my hair back. And that became his whole brand.
1: It's, it's shifted a little bit now, though. It
0: has shifted now. But you do have to have that initial sort of like curation Your of thing, yourself for you know? sure. So. Yeah, to to loop that all back around. Start with the interviews, um, and then obviously where was the chance? Was that Paradise? No, some back staircase. That movie. was a uh, shout out Tim Larue. Tim Larue booked that show. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Bit, yo, I've ch- I tr- I emailed Tim. A massive fan of Tim. He's man. yeah. He's he's a he's a he's a class act, um, but he he went to BU at the time and um he booked Joey Badass and Chance the Rapper. Um shorty's probably loved that. Yeah, I think it was like the basement of like some like on campus fraternity essentially. Um it was maybe like 120 people or so. It was sick. But uh you know, going back to like the, the beginnings of Boston music. Like I already I always knew who Tim was back then even. But uh like he interviewed Chance and then we kinda like crossed past in the hallway as he left and I entered to interview chance. So
1: It was the fresh air, I think that was the Yeah, answer. way
0: back in the day, yeah. So like, you know, pre pre how visible everyone is on the internet. Like you kinda knew who people were, but it wasn't just cool to like go shake someone's hand or whatever. So was, was there a little was there a little gag order in a fresh air beef? No, not really. It's just like we just kinda did our own things. I feel you. Um it just wasn't as like dap everyone up you see type idea. At least for me, maybe it was just like my own insecurities or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I knew like I knew 30 for 30 was going on and I knew Pilot Nation and I knew you know JMP and Goodwin and Christmas and I knew that was happening I just did never like ingratiate kind of ingra- yeah I like, yeah, was like okay like that's you know that's kind of their thing maybe I just do the interviews and So
1: th- was this Malfi era too?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely I I mean Star I was gang. Yeah, I was around for Malfi era era um I don't know if I don't think he'd operate in the same sort of like bubble more or less um but that's so far long ago to like to really lock that in but
1: every time i say Melfi, dude so everyone has a reaction like i don't i think what he did was so unbelievably impressive on a guerrilla marketing tip like sure dude, he was. Yeah. how many how many artists you know over here have been able to like pop up at high schools for real
0: none not many that's wild shit yeah yeah so sorry, sorry, just looping no, no, it back and, to your thing. But no, that that's and that's that's all stuff that I sort of like keyed in on. Like, okay, how did Mouth you know, do I like the music? No. But like what did he do in order for the music to work? And so a lot of it's just a huge feedback loop of like getting comfortable asking people questions, listening to a lot of mo- music that I really wouldn't listen to, just even looking at venue calendars and be like, Alright, I've never heard of this person, let's open up eight tabs of their music and see what's going on. Fire.
1: So you've um, always loved it.
0: Yeah, yeah, always just been digging. Like, I was a kid, like, making, like, the fake MySpace pages in order to upload my own, like, stolen music so I could play on my, like, page. So you're meant for this. I was just Destiny. always... I was just always into music, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I played music growing up. Like, we come from a really musical, like, household. Um, so it's always been, like, very apparent, you know? Um, but, yeah, so... Went from interviews to picking up a camera because obviously the cameras done on or the interviews done on camera. So Were I was you like,
1: picking up a, a rebel Canon Rebel? No, I
0: was a Nikon guy. Still Whoa. am a Nikon guy. But I had you know, so I started doing the concert photography as well as the interviews. And then once my boy who helped me with the interviews or basically did all the interviews kind of moved on, just did uh, photography. And the photography turned to let me find a blog to host these things. Started working with Harden the Paint. Who's that? Uh, shout out Eric Burnson. Oh, dude! Scott yeah, Walsh, yeah. Lindsey Gamble. That was like the f- that was like the first sort of iteration of I'd say graduation music in terms of like how curated it was, to sort of to at home. Um, so did a little blogging for them, got my photography up on there.
1: So you're doing all this work pro bono. Oh right? yeah,
0: yeah. I haven't got There's, paid for anything uh, ever. Listen, that probably kills you, though, right? <laughs> um, dude. Well, I think this is. I mean, this is probably a whole different side, but like being able to maintain. My desk job and my other jobs has allowed me to always act in the most like holistic way possible where I don't have yeah. to chase a check about shooting a concert I don't care about or writing about an art I don't care about. I can just do everything I want as I want to.
1: Especially in a market where music is doesn't have the highest payout. Yeah. Specifically For sure. For, sure. For sure. So you're uh, you're it's a summation right now, the way you're describing it, but how long was this period. This is like three
0: years, four oh, years man. doing this shit. Um I think I interviewed Logic when I was nineteen. So I think I did interviews from about nineteen to I'd say twenty one. Word. And then and you're gonna went
1: with this whole time?
0: Yeah. By by twenty one I had I turned twenty one then I graduated. And then after I graduated, I think we still did a couple interviews. Yeah, we did. And then eventually kind of molded into just a photography.
1: What were your decks your
0: desk jobs during this time? Man, when I first got out of college, I worked at a shoe store. Just posted. Where? In, uh Olympia Sports in Quincy. Oh, where a shoe yeah. store. Yeah. Dude actually it was
1: concepts. No, nah, <laughs> nah, just like, yeah, I worked at Sports Authority.
0: No, just Junkie Central in Quincy Center. Um <laughs> I know. Wow. Well my
1: pops works
0: um. We're his on office, Street, right? Is that what you're saying? Bergen Parkway. Bergen Parkway. Gotcha. Yeah, so um I was working in Quincy and then I was designing uh, stop and shops, and then I moved on from the stop and shop to the uh, engineering company. Designing, yeah, like the, like the store itself,
1: like the layout of product.
0: Yeah, like all of it, like the registers, aisles, where the bathrooms are. Where you
1: why were they they were building new stop and shops? Because <laughs> there's that one like right off Bergen Parkway.
0: Yeah, well, the headquarters in Quincy. Oh, and I didn't so, know like, that. Yeah, mm-hmm, that that big old building, like basically right near that Burger King.
1: I'm sure there's been riots re- as of recent. <laughs> Probably that yeah. fucking those that place, rallies
0: are crazy. Yeah, that place sucked. Anyways, fuck oh, that place. It was tough. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Um, then I went to the engineering job, and then I'm I'm back in like my my kind of field, but design Dunkin' Donuts right now. Fire. So if you see any new Dunkins in in Boston with like the whole new look, that's that's your boy. So this is all. So you got your architecture degree. mm Hmm. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. That's 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 where I'm caught, right? Like I can easily just shut down my entire Google Chrome and never look at another thing.
1: So, are all your colleagues in the architecture world? Are they aware that you're also like a music aficionado in Boston? No, none of them. That's wild none shit. Of them. Well, you yeah. Do you know what I do outside this? No, what do you do? I I help market a children's author. So I'll be in really. So I'll be in schools during the day. Huh. And then I'm. See Diddy at night—that's
0: fire. <laughs> so Help fe- market a children's author. That's interesting. That's very niche. Uh,
1: absolutely, it's the most strange power dynamic ever because mm. you're trying to demand the attention of kids. Mm. So it's like, whoa, how do we do this in the no- most non-exploiting way possible?
0: Right, right. There is a fine line between like doing it ethically and doing it absolutely not maliciously, but doing it with like a business mindset. But
1: well, so have have you noticed a crossover between the two worlds? Definitely, I was gonna say
0: definitely, um I'm and I, I, I oh yeah, do you think I talk about it often, um architecture is a solution to a problem that you don't know the answer to. every building or every different situation is entirely different, and the idea is that good architecture, like you know the big ass fancy buildings, it's supposed to evoke some sort of emotion, right, like you're supposed to feel something when you go inside, like when you go inside feel muse- like a The Museum of Fine Arts. Like, you're like, wow, okay, this is important. I don't know why just yet, but it feels important. Is it because it's spatially open? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's, there's all different sort of strategies. And the music, I, I, I kind of love asking this question. Is like, is music art or design? And it's both because there is an end user in mind. Consumer. There's a consumer. Similar with architecture, there's going to be an occupant to that building. Art, I can just throw stuff at a wall and put it up on a wall and hopefully someone feels something about it. But design has that... What do they want? You know, if I'm going to build a building in California, what does that look like and feel like? And so I've always sort of seen music in sort of a design realm where it's like, okay, like if you're going to make a song or if this song is going to be for somebody, who is it going to be for? And that's why I thought people like Logic and GEZ were so success- successful because their output matched what they looked like, which matched their consumer base. And they marketed to that consumer base in that way. So you think they had a, a solid touch on who their audience was? 100%. 100%. How,
1: how do you gauge that now when you, when artists specifically, honestly, even the podcast, sometimes I don't even know who's listening or consuming this type of content, but how do you gauge that now when everything is the internet and you can't even make, a lot of people don't even
0: make face-to-face with their consumer? No, but I'm sure there's a lot of, like I know there's a lot of insights on this, artists, artists.spotify.com and... You know, if you have a label, you have market research. You I know, but
1: but aside from the analytics, I don't think the analytics can totally pick up the way the consumer is feeling about your product. No,
0: no, there is there is a there is a balance between what the numbers say and what the people say, and sometimes either one can be right or wrong. If you're going big business, yeah, just
1: stick to the spreadsheet. But like Mm. to like really understand how. To be honest, like last night when I shout out to Marika for her amazing gallery. Last night, I got a handful of people come up to me that I would never think have like encountered some of this stuff. And they were like, "Yo, bro, like, we like really like what you're doing." I'm like, "Yo, I'm gonna keep it a buck." You're 18 years old, but thanks for listening, man.
0: You know what I'm and saying? That's 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 how it goes, right? That's that's that feedback loop that you're looking for. How do you how do you gauge
1: that though when it's like not always as accessible?
0: You see who's you see what what your what your connection is like via Instagram, via Twitter, and I always like to say this to like all my art, like all the artists that I kind of have questions or just kind of brain like you know look at the people that you don't know you know me and you can just make connections with our actual connections they're probably going to like what we do because that's just our actual connection but like the random kid from middle of nowhere who just like tunes into your stuff who has no skin in the game like as a friend you know why you know and ask that question or at least just be like hey man not sure how you found my stuff really love the the fact that you're so yeah it's a lot of research you look through your instagram followers your likes you know, see who's engaging the most, your Twitter, see who's commenting back and
1: so I think now this is a somewhat irrelevant, but I think now in such an oversaturated market for everything, right? And honestly at this rate it's probably only gonna become even more oversaturated. I think artists have to start playing a longer game than they're playing. I think anybody producing any sort of content has to just be as authentic as possible. That's probably the only real way to get a
0: competitive advantage, right? That is. Yeah, that is. Patience. Patience. Being, so, I mean, excuse me, but it it, it you have to, a lot of research, not only about like yourself, but just about like what digital marketing, digital branding, you know, looks like in this day and age. You know, it's it's participating in the community that you eventually want to be a part of or you think that fits you the best. And then it's really just a point of, you know, get in where you fit in. Like we've had a number of artists come up out of Boston without ever actually using the Boston scene. You know you I mean. Shout they out Fast Coop. Fast Coop, you know, and then there's people like people like Claro. You know Amazing. Um dude. people like uh Knock from the Future for Oh, Knock from the North. Uh, yeah, not from the, the future. Not the, from the song future. Is called the, "Up North," it's right? Up North. Yeah, but damn, bro, I'm so glad you know that song. He's from this area. That's a good friend of mine. He's from Harvard. No, he was a
1: student, wasn't he? No, I'm yeah, not gonna. I I don't want. Oh yeah, he, yeah I know he has an. He, he has a, he has
0: a thing, but you know, you know, put in perspective that there's people who have come up out of this area. He was
1: torn in Europe or something. Mm-hmm. Dude, I
0: fucking love that song. Yeah, song's north. a really good song. Oh, who is it? Night Night Lavelle. Night Lavelle and, and Stiz on it. Yeah. Um but like there's there's been plenty of people up out of this area without ever using this area in a A lot scene. of the internet exactly so it's it's just figuring out where you fit in, how you fit in there, why do you fit in there? do you wanna fit in there true, and figuring out that way
1: so would you say you're boston's boy
0: i don't know i don't wanna i don't wanna lay claim to anything at all like well, I, you know what
1: I really fuck with what you've done, dude is like you might like talk a ton on Twitter. But you're out here making con- like face-to-face connections with millions of people. That is like by f- above and beyond, like the most effective.
0: Yeah, I don't understand it. I really don't. I really don't understand it. Like, I I never like I've never really, like tried to. Okay, let me blog in order to get these people's attentions. It's just like the whole elevator thing popped up because I think Elevator had put out a tweet like, artists send me your send us your songs, or whatever. And I was like, what if I want to write for you guys? Fine. And then one of the editors hit me up, and um, it was just kind of a wrap from there. Do yeah, you know
1: how big, how major of a look that is for the city? Yeah. I don't think, well, do you really understand? I do. Dude, it is so major.
0: I do. I do. And with, you know, with great power, becomes great responsibility. But also, this is something I've talked about to other people as well, is like, content only matters when the content matters. Facts. I, I can put up every single song in the world that I see on Elevator if I really wanted to. You know, there's nothing holding me back. But is it going to make an impact? But do I see longevity in it? But is it going to be the best representation of the brand Elevator because, you know, it's not just my personal blog. They have a whole seven-year agenda that they've not, not put, not agenda, that sounds kind of political, but... They have a plan. They have a plan. They have a brand. They have a look. They have, you know, so it is sort of like... Content only matters when the content is good enough to matter. Facts. That's why people get posted on pigeons and planes and blow up immediately and then never blow up. Same shit
1: with the Elevator. There are videos who might only have 5,000 views still and there's some that have millions. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's like...
1: How do you navigate that though? Because you also... I'm sure you have friends in the scene like without pushing... like Without having your own bias in
0: in the front of your mind. Does that make sense?
1: Because, dude, if I was in your position and I've already done it with this... Like, I like putting my friends in better positions.
0: Yeah. And I do. You know, you know, I do have, like, a national scope. And it's kind of the same with the playlist. Like, I do have, like, a national scope with a slight eye over on Boston more often than not, you know. Um, but it's also about being honest. You know, people, oh, yo, can I get a post? Like, hey, you know what? Like, if you really want this post, I'll give it to you. I personally... I'm not the biggest proponent of this. And a lot of the time, like don't people say that, Greg, watch out. They, no, a lot they of people start hitting you in the DM worse than they're hitting you. Before. A lot of people are very appreciative of that. Just putting people on. No, just being true. Like, Oh, if you don't, if you, if it is, if this isn't something that you rock with, like I'm gonna make sure the next one I got is like better than this. Oh,
1: so you're saying that you say that to them saying, yo, honestly, I'll, I'll let you up here, but I don't think you're hitting. This. Yeah.
0: Like I do, I'm, not, I'm not huge on this. And they're like, say less you know like i you know i i you know they 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 respect the fact that i'd keep it that real
1: so honestly i've seen your twitter dude and like when you expose people it's
0: hilarious i don't expose anybody what are you talking about Uh, oh
1: no usually you you etch out their name bro but um (laughs) how about uh it was like yo merry christmas by the way
0: That shit was hilarious. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> Yo, you do be
1: right ups, bro. Merry Christmas, by the way.
0: That shit was so funny oh, to me. God. I just had someone DM me, someone like,
1: New tape coming, lock in with me, bro.
0: Yeah, it's like, bro, what are you doing? Like, Dude. I'm at the grocery store. Like, people forget that like you're a whole human being. Like, that's what I'm saying, of- bro.
1: Nobody understands that this is not an account. <laughs> There's someone behind the
0: account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like DM me at like ten thirty at night, like, bro, did you get a chance to watch my video? I'm like, dude, I'm laid up with my girl, like leave me alone. Oh my, my god. My favorite one was the dude who hit me up at midnight bro check this video all right bro i got you 8 a.m next day you you get a chance bro i fucking slept (laughs) (laughs) can i get like eight hours of sleep without being like attached to my email so i
1: I know is it ever like it's it's a weird position to be in because in a way you're just like you're a servant to the platform Hmm. so like do you ever feel like people come up to you and they're just like fully just trying to use you 100 percent. yeah does it kill you um depends on the day. Isn't it weird how humans act like that, though? What? Yeah.
0: It depends on the day, but it
1: is weird. And you can tell. Ten th- times out of ten, you can totally tell if someone just wants something And that's
0: you. usually people I weed out immediately. Like, if that email isn't valid, it's a dub. Elaborate. Like, if that email sucks, or if that email doesn't, like, even begin to, like, you got to play the game. You got to play the game.
1: Be political a little be bit. Be political. I think I, I, he'll probably be here after, but my friend's coming up. He's gonna be in the studio in a little bit, and I was like, dude, like you have to pr- prepare these things professionally. Professionally,
0: not uh, even like, dearest Greg Gaffney, like it's got to be like, hey man, I saw your post about, you know, whatever it was, like the Uno you know, the activist video, you know, I fucking love that video, um, you know, I think you made it, like you know, you gotta play that game of like, I see what you've done, here's where I sort of fit in. You can't just be like, bro, here's my video, and the kind of send. I'm just gonna be like, cool, delete. Maybe watch like 10 seconds, 15 seconds. If it's not like smacking me in the face, it's out.
1: And what people don't understand is, dude, like if you send that first one you are br- and it's terrible, you're burning a bridge off rip, dude. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. A lot of people don't get that either. Like they, they like people, like for whatever reason, I'm on their email list and like every time they drop a song, I, I get notified of it. And it's like if three of those songs are bad. Oh, here. I just got to text him. Oh, yeah. If three of those songs like aren't good. I'm not opening up your next email, so there is, there is a level of approach that you have to be mindful of, and a level of professionalism that you have to be mindful of. But yeah, I am a servant to the platform, which is fine because like, you know, the people who are really appreciative of that look, or who I give that look, and then something else really cool happens, I'm like, cool, sick, like something came of this. That's why I do it. That's um, my boy South.
1: He's he's here a little late. Do you mind if I he comes in here and just sits in? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Word, right, okay. He's a good dude, I promise.
0: While we're doing that, I'm going to just run to the bathroom real quick. Is
1: yeah, no cool? shirt. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay.
0: Solid. We're back here at the we're back. Golden
1: Deer News Network. <laughs> so, uh, Kev, why don't you just swing up because uh, you're just interrupting our flow. But That's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> you want to swing up and say hi? Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, tell him tape on the way. Tape on the way. <laughs> tape on the way. So, the funny thing about Kev is this dude, he's been working on a tape. He literally picked up a job as like a radio intern. Solid, yeah, hell yeah. It to drop the tape. Hell yeah, dude. Probably won't work for them in two weeks.
0: <laughs> Fuck it, man. That's the that's. Listen, it's all about opening up. You know, new networks or like taking an internship, even here where you have a recording booth that you can just pop into. Like, it's all about the finesse.
1: Okay. <laughs> is that what it is? Free sale Thursdays. I'm doing free Thursdays.
0: It's all about the finesse.
1: Well, are they free? They're their new verses? Hey. So we didn't find out. Uh, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, Kevin, it will be interesting because what we were talking about before, uh, our slight hiatus is the terrible emails we receive sometimes. And, yeah. the, and And the importance of, like, actually nurturing something. Just showing you fucking care at a certain point, you know? Like, Yeah. I also, do you ever, people ever say, like, yeah, oh, those are for you, bro. These are cute. Thanks, dude. that's it just cute
0: yeah they're cute man thank you well the
1: the other gift after the episode will also be cute oh
0: shit (laughs) okay oh shit
1: so we were we're talking about like kind of how it just obliterates if you make a bad first impression via email via dm it obliterates any chance you have building it going forward would you concur
0: i would concur i would concur it depends on the person, too, but I would concur. Like, there's certain ways, like, I know people are going to interact with me, whether it's, like, an IG DM or, like, a full-on email, but I don't know. I don't want to, yeah. How did How did I do? You did good. Excellent. You did good. Yeah. I think you did all right. I'm happy you're here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That phone number is that last step. That phone, that like, phone number. That phone number. i That phone number is, like, okay. Oh,
1: how was Callie, by the way? Good.
0: Callie was interesting. Yeah. Were LA. You doing, were you
1: doing music stuff out there?
0: Mm, not really. Nah, a little bit, but not like nothing too crazy. Um, it was more like a big old visit, kind of meet up with some of the homies, meet new friends, meet new faces, et cetera, kind of going back on that whole point. But yeah, yeah, it was cool. I, I caught a couple shows, um, talked to a bunch of people, hung out with some friends. LA's, LA's a vibe.
1: You have a question? I do
0: have a question. What's up?
1: Okay, well, thanks for interrupting the show, Kev. That's no, cool. go, ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, it's cool, Kev. No, it's cool, Kev. So, we was watching your interviews. Right? Yeah.
0: And I'm an artist myself, and since you have interviewed established artists, what's th- what would you say the difference between them and, like, the local artists, just in general? So Got gotcha. you. Uh, wait,
1: before you start, I'm just going to, because they probably like didn't pick recap up on Mike. Yeah. Kev said that me and South were watching your interviews, Chance one specifically. And he said, what has the difference been in interacting with professional artists as opposed to local artists trying to reach a professional level?
0: I don't think there is one. And it, 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 it kind of goes back to that weird sort of dichotomy of like, you kind of have to get out of your city to get out of your city. Chance is a local in Chicago at that point. You know, he's in rap battles and poetry groups, just like everyone else out here would be. Um, And like you know acid ra- acid rap wasn't even out then it was only the single granted he had like you know those two good tapes which which got him to open for joey but at the same time like joey and chance at that point are, are local for somebody else um so the, i think the difference there really isn't really a difference like they didn't pull up anything lavish you know they came in a sprinter bus packed it eight people when it should fit six, you know, it's it's a very similar grind to what anyone else out here would go through.
1: I wonder what that show fee was at that time.
0: That show fee? Their it probably show. wasn't a fee.
1: You think they did it for free? <laughs>
0: probably. I mean, I know Tim booked. Like, Tim would definitely know, but, yeah, it, it does it, it is that gr- – like, it's a legitimate, like, let me go buy out this venue in New York and get three New York artists on it and me and my boy and then just hopefully meet the sixty. 60- yeah, there's not really much of a difference in terms of, like, their personality or, you know, the aura or anything like that. I think it's just a matter of where you're at. Clout. I mean, it, the music has to be there, right? Like, you know, Chance had Acid Rain out at that point, which was, like, a really good song.
1: That was mad funny in the interview. You're like, yo. Bro. <laughs> you get, do you get ruined for
0: it all the time? All the time.
1: <laughs> all the time. <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: I, I'm I'm bad. I'm mad that you guys picked up on like the shittiest interview of all time. No, that was, no, that was the hardest one.
1: I do. I bro, I could tell because mind you, I have a little bit of a sense because I do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's like there were people moving in and out, dude. There were n- loud noise. It was uh,
0: like three in the morning, and there's a whole group of people like behind the camera. So I like it is overwhelming. am just, just like oh no. And then like I say, like, like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, I was like nineteen, twenty, and of course I say like hi, and my boy on the camera goes yo, hold up, and I was like huh, and that just that just that just tripped the whole interview off the wrong way.
1: I feel you and, and there's a there's a level of anxiety sometimes. you Oh to, yeah. Yeah. And I, and they weren't they were not helping.
0: Nah, they weren't helping. They tried to make it better. I'm I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give Joey and Chance both credit. Like they tried to play it off like and introduce themselves the other way. Like they tried to play it off, but uh, just I just tunnel visioned. Yeah, time, I've, taken I've taken
1: some L's. I've taken some L's somewhere. So like when I was at PC I was uh making, I was pretty notorious for my YouTube videos because I was making sketches mm. and there was a, PC had just won the, a buzzer beater at in the national championship. And gotcha. So there was this big riot in the streets and so there was a news truck there the next day after the riot mm. and so they were like, oh, like what happened with this, like blah, 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 blah. And so, I, like, for five minutes, plugged the YouTube channel. I was like, yo, it's Coach Connie on YouTube. You already know the deal, man. Like, yeah, come follow me, whatever. And she was like, okay, so, like, tell us about the riots. And I was like, oh. Um, no, no,
0: no, the YouTube banging." <laughs> and
1: so I was just, like, being, like, a little, like, flamboyant acting mode. I was like, well, they were, like, really dangerous. I Actually, I'm still wearing the same pants. I have blood on my pants. And then, like, right after, I was like, but that's the same energy we need to bring, like, at the next game, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. And I swear to God, the news cut it up like this. One student recalls certain dangers from the riot, and it was like, yep, yeah, there was blood on my pants, oh, and I was no. like, you motherfucker. <laughs>
0: oh, no, he just totally, totally backfired on you. I feel
1: you, though, man. The, you know what's dope about the internet, though, is it, it's documented your growth, you know?
0: Isn't yeah. that fire? It's, it's every now and then, like, whatever reason, I'll just go back and like look at one of them, I'm like, you know what, Like, let's just pop back on like, this interview, and I'm like, wow, we've all come such a long way, like, between, like, myself, between, like, the artist, like, it's... It's all kind of interesting to look at.
1: So, what do you think on a growth tip? Like, what has been your biggest thing? Like, what do you feel? Are there certain things every year you're like, you know what? I'm gonna curate more playlists this year. I'm gonna do this this year.
0: Nah, it's which is which is probably like I should probably pay more attention to it. Like in to you know to critique myself. Like I should probably have some sort of let's try to do this this year. Um, But it's really just been very like spur of the moment. as as it's gone um
1: what where does all this map for you though do you know
0: that's why i'm taking these trips to like la and cali and new york and stuff and just yeah like soul searching but also just kind of like knocking on these doors you know like i do have the airs of some some pretty you know people who could like make some things happen it's like okay like what could you make happen if i moved out here and quit my jobs like what could like you know like just trying to like put my feelers out see who's out there see what opportunities are out there and then um
1: but but is any of your long-term goal rooted in totally uplifting Boston's music scene? Yeah, because you've been doing it. I, and I know it's not like bang boom smack. That's not what yeah. the market's like right now, but long-term it's like, yo, I was kind of that dude that made yeah. this motherfucker happen.
0: I mean, I would love and I've always like flirted with this idea like I don't even know what would take to do it, but I've always wanted to own like a bar, venue, restaurant. Fire. You know. We should go splitsies on it, man. I know, right? Well, my my one of my best friends his dad's like like the lebron james of like the boston bar scene lions group no no we'll it, take that offline but like he's just like he's like a super og like if there's anyone to know it's him and he knows everyone else so it's Fire. like what if we went on a venue and then me and your son did the music side and then you and your son did the restaurant side and kind of like made it kind of work that way but you know there's
1: i could see that happening it's sure. hard
0: and, and, and it's something that i think about like you know this part of the country is so old in terms of its socioeconomics that like, you know, you go to Atlanta or something, you can get a four bedroom apartment for, you know, $2,000 a month and make two rooms, your entire studio. And even though rent is cheaper down there, the price online is always the same. You know, there's no elaborate, there's no inflation online. If I'm producing up here in Massachusetts, let's say I'm a producer, right? And I sell a beat and I need for, for my rent and my sort of infrastructure up here, I need no less than 500 for that beat. But if I was in doing the exact same thing in Atlanta, my infrastructure would be way less, and so Word. I can maybe sell that exact same beat for one fifty.
1: I feel you. You know what I mean. So there's like, also there's richer, younger people down there
0: because you have more you have more leeway between what you make and what you less owe, overhead less overhead. There's so much overhead up here that like to be able to open up something like this studio. You know, shout out John Scott. Like it's just like. It's clearly possible because we're sitting in one, but it's like, dude, what does that take?
1: I was the guy. Yeah, who linked yeah. them? No, I was the guy who linked Greg and John. That's facts. I'm owning
0: it. That's facts. But um. <laughs> I linked John and Latrell. I'm owning it. <laughs> but it's like it's 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 something I think about, but it's like it's like what what would I do has always been the question.
1: Can I keep it a buck with you, bro? Mm-hmm. I think you're incredibly smart, man. Ke- Kev, can you grab that? there's freeze at the door. Student does this almost every podcast. <laughs> um, so, so do you feel like you have the most responsibility now because of the elevator tip?
0: I don't know. I try to reduce the notion of yeah the 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 overthinking of responsibility. Like I, I know I have, I know I have plays I can make, and it's just a matter of when. I make them.
1: Where did the business sense come from? Like, right, is this in your family? What? Like, well, you have a business mind for sure.
0: I don't know where it came from.
1: Just eating, doing a lot of shit for free. Like I got to start making that bag.
0: <laughs> no, I, and like, I still haven't made anything back. Like shout out Def Jam. Like they threw the bag. <laughs> Let's go. On. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but like other, like, and, and this is a perfect, this is a perfect thing. Like if I never did all this blogging for free, I would have never caught the ear of someone at Def Jam PR who was sending me PR emails, and she would not have liked my writing enough to eventually open up the money pit lane for me.
1: Yeah, you just blew the network open. Yeah, and the, like f- for the free,
0: for the f- yeah. So you you know you do all this shit for free for a while, and then That's my guy. One person with the bag who needs what you do for free will give you money for it, and same with photography. Like
1: it's, it's a measure of patience, though.
0: It is a measure of patience. It is a labor of love. It's always a labor of love. Anything, like, be, you know, between music, any sort of creative output that doesn't have, like, a supply and demand chain, like a normal, like, carpenter would. It's always going to be, like, okay, there's probably going to be a lot of years of doing something, a lot of things. Just grinding. Yeah, for nothing. And then it, it might click.
1: But you you, cost a, you caught a Boston Music Award somewhere in the, in the mix, though.
0: Take I got that. I got nominated for a oh, couple. Oh, you didn't catch that? Nom- the oh, photographer? Man, Who nah, won It fucked on me. Um...
1: They should have nominated Marika Man too.
0: Yeah, and, and they're they're that trying was, they're they're trying really hard because they are so root they that Boston Music Award is so rooted. It's in like the indie rock scene. It's,
1: it's I mean it's just like it's I mean you know it's just like a subgroup of people and then there's another subgroup of people yes. who want to make it one massive subgroup. Yes,
0: like the only reason they even caught wind of me was because like I dropped a comment on their IG one day. And I was like, hey, would love to, like love these photos. Would be really cool to be part of it next year and the guy hit me up like yo i had no idea you existed
1: the dude who runs vonuland
0: uh no the dude who runs boston music award paul armstrong yeah he runs vonuland too does he or does he own vonuland either way vonuland catches the award every year (laughs) that's facts um but like he hit me up like oh i had no idea this was even a thing in boston you know so i was the only the first year i was the only rap photographer in class and I ended, up, I ended up having two photo- uh, photos chosen to get into, like, the final round, which I thought was pretty cool. Shitting on it, that,
1: what, that Nikon? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I think it goes to show... Actually, one was an iPhone photo, but don't tell nobody. What, a little filter in there? Nah, no filter. Uh, I did a little editing, but, like, no, like, crazy filter or anything, but... Um, yeah, I've made
1: this joke, like, 500,000 times on the show, but... Uh, it's all filmed I, I, on an iPhone. Wh- wh- oh, it's filmed on a $500,000 <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, nobody else could do this, what I'm doing besides <laughs> me. <laughs>
0: No, but the the Boston Music War is trying. Like, they're definitely opening up more doors to like the rap, hip hop world or whatever. Um, there's still a lot of work to do.
1: Is that is? Do you think that's the most prevalent genre in Boston right now? No. Honestly, I didn't. Someone was saying that to me. Like, dude, you don't even know what's going on like the rock and the yeah. indie scene. Yeah. It's not even.
0: It's not. No, it's not close. What's the biggest? It's it's the rock. It's the rock like indie world. What, yeah, what for venues? Sure. Man, um, Sinclair, like, there's there's a lot of smaller venues. That like would be hosting a lot more things, like random bar nights and stuff like that. But in terms of like, not that like there are there are indie there are indie bands here that I like, have like a longevity of like been around since two thousand eight, have toured far, four times, blah 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 blah. Like there's they have they have legacy for sure.
1: You know, do they have like a, a prevalent turnout every show? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I would say. How big? I'd probably say I'd give him like two hundred, three hundred ish in wow. that range. In that range, there I'd is say. no
1: Boston artist doing that right now.
0: Um, you'd be surprised. I think, bro, I think you'd be surprised. This Donald Grun show could could get one fifty, two hundred. I would say.
1: Well, I saw it. I didn't, I wasn't there, but I saw
0: the uh, what they did at Thrive. That was sick. Yeah, that looked really cool. So like, there is, there is something viable there. It's just a matter of like when were, it becomes like fully fully baked.
1: Were you at the earliest shows? Yeah. Yeah. What were those like, man? I wasn't even touched in. Just those miles. Miles. Those wild.
0: Are I was at the the Middle East upstairs one f- um sold out. It sold out like the day of. Um so it took a little bit. Fucking sick at um, the House of Blues nearly. In a day and a half, you know what I mean? It's um, just possible in the city. It is man, possible. You know? It just takes it takes a lot of the right things for sure. But it is possible. Yeah, those early Stiz shows were were very similar to what I see now in terms of, like, the whole room sort of knew each other. The whole room knew those songs. It's not just, like, a cool, like, let's just pull up as, like, the click and just kind of post up. Like, it was very much there, like, music first, um, which I think still exists at certain shows in Boston today. For sure.
1: Was it, um, do you think, was it just Stiz as, like, the clearly, like, he was the pioneer, yeah. at the time. Yeah. Because you know, there's a lot of artists that are doing cool stuff now.
0: Yeah, Stiz had an energy to him, like a magnetism to him that you can't just replicate. Magnetism, like you kind like the music is the music is really good. I mean, it, and it started off shout out, you know, and that got a huge complex look back in the day, and we all knew com- we all knew shout out was good, and the uh, the album was even better, you know, Suffolk County, so. It 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 starts with the music, and then it it does take a level of magnetism that I mean, you can't coach, charismatic yeah. leader, right? Yeah, yeah, those were wild days, for sure.
1: Oh, could have also been tragic. <laughs> yo yo, this episode isn't sponsored by Dunkin's or Starbucks, but uh, if you want to cut that check, cousin,
0: <laughs>
1: give me a laugh, Cal. Come on, there we go. <laughs> me and Kevin besties for a while type so um where do you think so here's another thing because i i had this idea for a clip coming into this if someone wants to reach out to you in the most respectful way possible without seeming that let me start over because i want to make sure it sounds really good when i cut up for instagram if someone wants to reach out to you right without insinuating that you are a robot or an alien and you're a real human behind your phone. What is the most professional and best way to do it? And what do you look for?
0: Okay. These are...
1: Before you start, how was that for a question? It was a good question. Thank you. How am it's I doing? A,
0: it, you're doing very good. You're doing very good. Thanks, Greg. Yeah. There's very little lag, which is good. You know, I think these podcasts can easily start developing to like a spin the tires until I remember what I want to talk about and then oh, catch off. So. You should have seen the early ones. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so like, um yeah. What's your inspiration? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the, and I'm, I'm by no means an expert. Everyone is different, but these are my tips to reaching out to anybody on any platform to do anything at all. If you cannot find their email, you tweet them once and ask for their email. If they do not give you your email, they do not give you their email, call it a wrap and try again later. See ya. Kinda right. Kinda. You do have to sort of, it You do have to kind of earn that attention, right? Especially if I make it known that I don't want my email out there. It better be a good goddamn reason that I'm giving you my email. So
1: hold up. Email is where it's going down.
0: Email. 100% email. Because like like everyone else, I text my girlfriend on my phone, my dad on my phone. You know, I'm looking at memes on Instagram. Like, I do not want DMs. I do not want text messages in between of me and my girlfriend trying to decide where I go to dinner. Like, the email is for business. You put on the business suit when you go to business. You put it in the business email once it's going to business. Whatever that business email looks like, it goes there first. Okay. I would say you give maybe a five-day lead time to a one follow-up. Hey, just wanted to circle back, you know, hoping you had a second to check out this song and let me know what you thought of it, where it might fit, whatever you want, right? Just... Let me just reiterate why I'm kind of reaching out. Show No typos. Hopefully no typos. If you miss an apostrophe in I'm or you're, like, it's not gonna be the end of the world.
1: But you do notice the mispronunciations, bad words. But
0: that's fine. Like I I like when I type my emails back to people, like if I'm I'm gonna say like I'm gonna look at it, I'm gonna be like G-O-N-N-A.
1: Man, if someone types they don't capitalize their I or instead of Y O U, they do you. That that's, that's hitting the trash. Yeah, brother.
0: that's that's there are there. Because you're not trying. There are nuances to it, right? Um, but yeah, I'd give it a five day to a one follow up, and if it, after that one follow up doesn't happen, try again next time.
1: And make sure that music's hitting, right?
0: Make sure the music's good too. Like I get I get so much music that I can't. I just realistically can't put on elevator. You know, like cool. I like it, but like it's indie pop bedroom music, like since when does elevator really consider themselves like in that world? Like love the song, but I can't do anything with it really. I could, but like, you know, it takes there. You have to, again, it's just get in where you fit in.
1: What if is elevator's world?
0: Clout rap, I would say,
1: but that, but I've noticed some deviations. There uh, are I, some deviations. And I'm sure someone up top there is like, you know, it genres and music shift, right? You don't think this, this wave of raps going anywhere
0: um oh i think it's gone for sure i just think people aren't as quick to adopt that it's gone
1: oh see okay i feel you so you're saying that it might take some time for them to shift genres but but on a business tip they must be expecting like hey let's anticipate this shift in consumer preference right
0: yeah but there's always going to be a market for whatever it is like you you will have like your your fans at the end of the day and they are to the point now where like they're so big that like yeah, the numbers may not look like what they used to be on on YouTube, or whatever, but like, they'll be sufficient. And and
1: that, and that's the power of the internet. Those YouTube channels are going nowhere, man. They're all gonna keep growing.
0: Man, YouTube's trying to take them all down. Why? Uh, like copyright issues. Even if so, like, there's a lot of like little curated um YouTubes for like pop, R and B, whatever. And I know those channels go out and actually get signatures off. Of our, same with elevator you have to sign a re- content release form like i agree that so and so can use this and not take any money whatever blah 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 xyz and um youtube's like taking down those channels because like they're no i don't know who's submitting a copyright claim because the person already knows that they took their music you know, that's slimy yeah so youtube's doing some weird stuff for we did
1: sure. not develop a long-term relationship with someone
0: yeah and like and again like just the same with youtube channel there's someone like behind the scenes like at work saving all these links going oh I gotta download this later and reach out to them and put it up on my YouTube channel and shout them out on Insta- like a lot of work goes into it just for someone a bigger conglomerate just to strike them down but it you know it does suck but
1: so have do you is there like as a curator in the curating mind of Greg right I know mm. you, you got work
0: no go ahead I'm listening big business Greg I just I just want to see what that, what that time looks like Okay, I bet H- How good. long is it? Like 37 minutes Or 40 minutes So we're good for a bit it's a
1: 37 minute drive? Mm. Okay, then we'll get out of here in 10 So I can introduce you to John I'm gonna put us on Instagram Live This, right? Sure Okay, cool So Greg after this Is going to work his job Greg is a human <laughs> Not just a Twitter account
0: <laughs> Yeah Yeah Yeah, we gotta eat Can't eat off retweets Although that'd be sick if I could That'd be fire. They'll probably
1: monetize that soon It's, it's gonna look like It's just the Greg show Is that cool with you? You That's look fine, fine, bro Don't worry That's fine um, so uh, in the curating brain, right, mm-hmm. would you want to have access to massive Spotify playlists? Is that like the
0: curator's dream? I mean, yeah, because that's how you really change someone's life, you know, um, which is really weird that all these companies are fighting over the same Spotify playlist and Spotify as a company is still yet to turn a profit. So it's very volatile, you know, like we, everyone, everyone everyone's building the plane as it's flying pretty much. But yeah, um, the, I, I just hope that people listen to the playlist and important people look at it and maybe Spotify likes it. And so I actually, I got, I got a, I got one really cool win off the playlists, um, a little earlier in the playlist. So similar going back to the photography, you know, I hit up, um, earth gangs manager when they were opening for Mac Miller. Cause I wanted to, not sneak into the show but i want to get in the show like hey would love to like do photography for you guys xyz um their manager zeke really good friend um you know followed me on twitter so i could dm back and forth whatever and he just kept following me which was cool like whatever and this
1: guy's got some fire content Uh, yeah i don't guys calling people out for their terrible deeds. you know well i think
0: i started blogging so he's like okay this kid might you know be on music more than so in any case started doing these playlists And, um, you know, just kept pumping them out, kept pumping them out. This is the Greg put me on? This is the Greg put me on. They're great, man. I've listened to a couple. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, You got
1: got a great pulse, bro. You do. I mean, I know it's happened over time, but, dude, you, like, have a really good taste in music.
0: Yeah, eventually you kind of just unlock it, you know? You kind of see the chest moves that happen, but...
1: Shout out to Seamus Faye, too. You got an incredible sense, too.
0: Yeah, Seamus is the GOAT. Um, Seamus, I hope I can get you up here, man. I promise I'm a good dude. We'll get him up here. Um, But so Zeke started following me. And then Earthgang gets pretty sizable. And then hit, and the manager ends up joining a joint deal with um, starting a record label, essentially. And they're like, hey, man, like, he hit me back up. I was like, yo, I see you are always listening to all this new music that's, like, you know, un- unpushed. Like, we're starting a record label. Like, who do you think would be, like, a really good fit? Or, like, who do you think is, like, really talented? And just based off the playlist, you know, I found some kid from Austin, Texas. Who's that? Put him in the, uh, this kid named Malik. I put him in the playlist and he reached out like, yo, how did my music get to Boston? I was like, I don't know, man, but whatever it is, I like it, whatever you need, let me know. So we developed a really good working relationship there. Like he sent me all his demos. What do you want? To, like, you know, what do you think of this one? Ex uh, you know, just made a, made a relationship. And when Malik hit or when Zeke hit me up, like, Oh, who do you think is tight? I'm like, Oh, this kid Malik. I, you know, I like him. I heard some of his demos. He's a solid dude. You know, next thing you know, Malik's out in L.A. in, like, the Dreamville sessions. and Whoa. Next thing you know, Malik's signed to a deal and gets to quit his job. And, and Greg then, put him on. Next thing you know, he's, like, producing for Ariana Grande. So he's like, yo, I don't know what you did or who Tell you talked I'm going to fly you out. I know. Nah, I mean, it's... <laughs> Malik! Yeah, no. no, nah, he's still a really good friend of mine. Like, we we still talk all the time. um, But, you know, it's, it's little wins like that where it's like, word. Like, just for me being on SoundCloud way too much, like... And one kid reaching out and being proactive and, and, you know, and me just keeping my ears open, that changed that kid's life. Like, he got to quit his job. He moved to L.A. He's producing for the biggest pop star in the world. So, but
1: you want a selfish tip? Are you ever like, you know what, dude, I've done so much to help these, to lift these people up. When can I catch the dub? When can I not? I don't want to work three jobs anymore.
0: Yeah, part of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's days where I'm like, fuck all of this. Like none of this has ever panned out the way I want it to. And then other days it's like, but nah, I changed that kid's life. Like maybe the next kid I find I could change his life too.
1: But you want a selfish tip. When is it, where do, Where do you want to get with it? You know what I'm saying?
0: That's, I'm still trying to find that out. I still don't know. Is that, is that you just
1: like overthinking things though too? Or do you really think you haven't tapped into it yet?
0: It's hard. It's hard. Shout out! Uh, shout out my dad. Shout out pops. Shout out! Shout out Arnie. You find him in uh, Maliki's bar Wednesday nights playing Irish traditional music. Pull up, it's lit.
1: Shout out to Irish people.
0: Um, but like, part of it's like you know he has like a classic coming to America story. Came over with like two suitcase worth of clothes. Oh, you're second generation. I'm first generation, so my dad was I'm born here, but Five. my dad moved here. Thick accent. Um, it's it's still there. It's not as thick as it used to be. Slowly but Slowly degrading. Yeah. I think today, today is his 33rd anniversary in America. Shout out my dad a little more. Um, Shout out Pops. (laughs) But he has that that classic, like, you know, come to America story. And, like, I was, like, always like, oh, damn, like, this could have ended up real bad. And so, like, part of it's like, dude, am I really going to, like, go to college, struggle my ass all the way through it, have my dad struggle all the way through it, for me to go take, like, a $45,000 a year job in New York just to be lit? Like, does that make the best sense especially like thinking about like sorry kids don't got a college fund but here's my picture with me and j cole it was kind of crazy i was backstage it was wild sorry you got to pay for college you know so it's Mm -hmm. like it's a weird relationship of like yeah i could probably go out and grind and get back to financially where i want to be and then part of it's like i don't know i kind of like this because now i don't got to chase the bag like if i find someone who i'm passionate about like malik or passionate about like some of these other artists that i find who i want to Holistically push, I can just do that and not worry about it.
1: I don't even mean on a bag tip, though. It's like, well, so what I'm kind of gathering is that, like, through uplift, through having a really good sense on Boston, helping lift Boston up, that for you is gratifying.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's gratifying, and it and it comes back around. You know, people like Zeke, you know, who signed Malik are are still singing my praises and will will make plays for me if I have to make plays or whatever. Well you're you know?
1: going to make big plays, bro. I already know it. I can already tell where it's headed. And from, then bro. just
0: like the and then just like the blogging thing like people people care. People care that I care, you know, which is cool.
1: When it's genuine.
0: When it's genuine. Yeah, like people like the, the world, the the music industry world is very very small. Everyone knows everyone. B- Boston music's the smallest. The, the na- talk, think of national. The person you know at Interscope will probably know the person at Warner Music or will probably know the person at Def Jam who knows the person at STEM.
1: And, and then the person at STEM knows the person at Elevator and then they know you and then you know everyone in Boston.
0: Exactly. So when I go out to like New York and I'm meeting like this person off Twitter for the first time, I'm like, oh yeah, and I think I got this guy, uh, Danny, around the corner. <laughs> oh yeah, Danny, we had lunch with him yesterday. That's was, my dog. Exactly. Let me go introduce you. And then you shake the next hand, the next hand, the next hand, and then, then you got a little network in New York that you didn't know about. Fire. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I the the recognition comes and people are people are appreciative of it, which is always cool. And then I'm able to help out some really talented artists that I like, which is also really cool and help them out.
1: How can you capitalize on um There's just one thing I want to talk to you about, mind you. I I don't try to get up here and slander anybody. Like I sometimes I let my mouth run too much. But um how how can b- the Boston Calling Fest start incorporating more local artists?
0: Well, Boston Calling is difficult because it's owned by a bigger company than just someone from Boston so putting a, it is on. Is it Crash Line? Yeah, I think it is Crash Line, which I think also does like Bonnaroo and Governor's Ball. Or it's, a, it's a bigger company.
1: I've tried to show up their office twice now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you um, don't know. I'm actually nuts, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like they, they do put on Boston artists. It's not all the Boston artists in the world because, you know, everyone has to eat and... I mean, if you look at these, and this is sort of like, put my music industry tinfoil hat on, like, there's these large booking corporations. It's the reason why Khalid is headlining every festival, but also the reason why everyone else on Khalid's booking agent, which I think is Kara Lewis, also has a bill.
1: Well, I think one thing people don't understand, what I've gotten a sense of is, yo... You might not like it, but it's the system we live in. Your music has to produce money. That's just the that's, that's name just, of the game. Man. That
0: is just the name of the game. Like no one cares about ten thousand streams.
1: It's fucked. It's the truth, though.
0: Like I do, I like ten thousand streams. But like on a festival level, like you're trying to command a stage of eight hundred people or whatever. If you if you haven't if you haven't if you haven't done the local scene the right way, done a little baby tour the right way, like shown that you are a performing artist. It's gonna be very difficult to get those looks,
1: a lot of politicking, in man I mean have you have any
0: questions yeah you yeah, you can't have one song yeah. unless it's like old town road, like you'll probably get a you'll probably get a stage off that, but like at the end of the day like yes, like there's the fe- i think the fest- the festivals would from from where we're at now, I think the festivals like the last thing you should care about. That happens way down the line after you've already signed a, a booking agent and everything. And
1: I'm just speaking on behalf of the general Twitter Republic when there was this massive eruption.
0: Well, the general Twitter Republic don't really. It's do a know, dark place, man. They don't really know. Like, yeah. it, it, it's there's a lot of stuff that goes on that I don't even I'm not even aware of, but I'm aware that something's going on that I'm not aware of. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I like, you. you can't just be like, "What about my It's Like, well, that doesn't. That's not the you way. You have works. access to all the information. No, though. no, none of us do none of us do unless you're in those offices but there's a lot of stuff that goes on like behind everything that we would never really see but there's still like five Boston artists on there this year they're not the Boston artists that you want to see
1: well th- that a certain crowd wants to see yes Kev I have a question yeah well, go,
0: ahead, go to ahead the
1: GDP classroom I know Um, I know you gotta leave some but I have one question
0: like what's your opinion on like as a writer you see an artist that drops a ton of mixed games, you know as a foundation yeah song
1: but it, it might be popping a little bit or like one tape, it might be popping a little bit who do you have more s- s- got gotcha. you well, let me just yeah re- yeah to the mic kev saying greg ak greg is on fire do you look for foundation in an artist like yeah like a discography or a foundation of like long term maturation as opposed to someone who's just popping for for the now for like the first time or did right i tra- right? did i translate that right yeah Someone to have discography versus someone whose music is good, but they don't have the, you know, not as reliable
0: because you know who came and see a, a large body of. Got you.
1: Yeah, that was a great question. No it is a good,
0: that is a really good question, and it brings up like a really larger point. Would you rather have, would you rather have Russell Westbrook on your team, or CJ McCollum? Probably CJ McCollum ah, to win a championship. Who would you rather have? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Would you rather win the chip though? You feel me? I'd rather I'd rather people hit shots. Yeah. You know, if you got 50 songs on your SoundCloud and four of them are cool, it's like, well, shit, I could have just done with a, a four-song EP and been straight. You know, now you're 100 percent from the field. Um, but I I think Whoa. I'll find that one just caught my brain. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Um, I don't I don't look at either to be honest. I look at it from a pure. Song by song, there's artists I find the first song I'm like, yep, this kid's got something. There's something intangible. It is, it is like pulling up like a, as a scout to like this AAU tournament. Like these kids, like especially for me, like most of these people I'm putting on the playlist or whatever it might be, like are just now getting their feet wet or just now getting their first album under the under the way. And it's just like there are a lot of intangibles, but in a general sense, I think from like a larger perspective situation, I think the discography is good, but this the discography has to be good so i think uh look at someone like pistola i think pistola is a perfect example like back in the day like he had like eight mixtapes you know and like there is all like there is these fun ass songs like fiji and um and no what was the other one before that i think it was called dasani and there's some really good songs on those tapes but i i personally wasn't looking through every single tape waiting to you know so there is a balancing act i think at the end of the day, you always have to recognize that you want to put like your best foot forward, and it's okay to remove songs, or it's okay to delete podcasts, or it's okay to delete photos. Like, it's, I'll
1: never. Uh, to be honest, I'll never delete a video. No,
0: podcasts are different, because it's like, more of an archive. But like, Well, you have
1: to go look at me and YouTube in 2015. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, bro, I've always been totally like, no, we have to document the way I've been coming up. I just
0: have to think about it as, if someone's introducing themselves or if if you're introducing yourself to them for the first time ever what do you want that output to be if you think all four albums are are like solid like by all means and totally yeah for sure um but there's there's a lot of value in also just giving them your best um like for instance i just i had a song that i helped premiere um over at a different blog this kid's first debut single, you know, right? The first, like, real song ever. Granted, his soundcloud had a couple demos that he then pulled down. But, Who was this? Uh, Kyle Lux. Word, okay. Fire, so good.
1: Yeah, Bernard Jabs was great, too.
0: Yeah, Bernard is, Bernard is cool. But, like, Kyle Lux worked for two years without releasing music to get to that first single, you know? So it's kind of a give and take. Depends on how you want to sort of be
1: there's no I think also kind of what I'm gathering is there's no real formula
0: there is no real formula there really isn't because but there, there are
1: some definites like make sure your music's hitting make sure you're a good dude make sure your smile's clean yeah make sure your lineup's fresh yeah is uh, that in there kinda I how's mine
0: yours so is solid You're you're. you're, you're I'm you're, tucking you're, back a little bit I told you you got f- the Irish you're curse you're bro fad- you're faded up yeah I need to I need to get my stuff taken care of but that's the signature Greg look bro yeah the l- yeah you know the swoopy hair um Does any of your relatives have red hair no, no. Oh, my sister kind of did, but not really. It's kind, yeah. I don't know. Um, but like, there, like, you have to make sure the music's good. The brand makes sense, and the brand is some combination of your personality versus your output. So if you know, if you have to you have to provide some sort of value for people to want to join in on what you're talking about. If you're really really personable or really really vulnerable in your music, someone like Conus, like you, anyone can insert themselves into that music and go co. I feel like I know you more now. Or you put words in my mouth that I couldn't make up, but you did because you're the musician, like a Frank Ocean type vibe. Or you have someone like Latrell who's like speaking specifically, you know, especially with track phone, like to things that he's going through, whether it's gentrification and then same with like uh, the politician song. I think it's called, okay. Like there's a sense of sort of community revolves around like that. Like, okay, if I'm, if I'm part of this, like I get this, this makes sense to me.
1: Also why I fuck with Latrell is like, yo, talk about long-term maturation bro yeah like talk about just like dogging it dogging it dogging it and look I'm. if you want
0: to answer your question talk to latrell latrell will take like three years on an album and then he might still put it on hold like it's
1: and he's 29 and he's like slowly growing yes bro yeah this dude's back at the door i mean i'm not even gonna cut this from the interview it's just getting ridiculous
0: can you grab it for him (laughs) thank you um i literally it's like every (laughs) time dude you gotta leave that door open or something or have a is there a doorknob on it oh there's a it's, p- a code. Pass code. it's a code right right right
1: uh welcome to Phoenix Down Recording again well not welcome Greg welcome but internet we are in Phoenix Down Recording it is probably one of the most discussed studios in Boston um I would say yeah okay cool glad I got your validation cause yeah. sometimes I'm up here talking about stuff I don't even know
0: <laughs> no this Phoenix Down has definitely made itself known for sure
1: okay so you're gonna have to skedaddle soon so listen I gotta run um any parting words i wish we'd run it longer bro this was like one of my favorites for (laughs) sure you provided a lot of hashtag (laughs) what you provided a lot of hashtag
0: did i value oh okay (laughs) i was like yo where's this going this is a (laughs) long pause am i supposed to fill this in um parting words Jeez. well first off give me
1: your plug where to find
0: you oh yeah you can find me at uh at twitter greg is on fire i talk a lot of shit there instagram i don't post anything there I have a newsletter where I talk about music oh, yeah. and sorry, I should have brought that up. Nah, no, it's, it's it's new, it's it's fine. I I have a newsletter. It's uh it's where I kinda talk music more long form, show you some music that you might want to check out, show you some articles that may be important, whether it's about music business or just kind of movements or just kind of topics of the day type situation. You can find that at uh tinyletter.com slash Greg is on fire. Um my SoundCloud is Greg is on fire. Uh yeah, just Twitter. Really, everything don't goes through get
1: that email out. We'll <laughs> start getting scared. I think it's
0: in the bio. It is in the bio. Ah, you should have sent that ah. It's in the bio. Send me music. No, it's for real. Send me music, and I'll tell you what I feel about it. Just don't get hurt because I'm not. The, I'm not. Yeah, the, you're you're at the point now where you can't even play it politically. I'm not the music czar. Like I'm not like the trial and executioner. Where Like you suck. Like never make a music. I'm just like I don't know if I like this or not. As
1: you know, I'm gonna start doing. It. Everyone who sends me music, I'm gonna say send it to Greg. <laughs> Just auto forward.
0: <laughs> I've been doing that to other podcasts, too. Well, yeah, no. you got to look up this podcast. They're doing a lot for your niche. <laughs> um. Then, as far as parting words of wisdom, make can sure I, that can you I give you my yeah words first. Yeah,
1: I think that you're gonna do some crazy shit, man. I hope we can work together sometime because man. I think you're fucking really smart, dude.
0: Man, I just, I just, I just think too much. I'm a prisoner of my own okay. thoughts and success potentially, but we'll see how that ends up. Um, I
1: take back what I said. That was was (laughs) the scariest thing I heard all day, bro. (laughs) No,
0: but it's look up look up those charts I posted on Instagram. I look,
1: those were amazing. You know, like that's the same shit.
0: Yeah, I was like, wow, okay, this is exactly how I feel. But uh, but yeah, parting words of wisdom: If you're a musician, make sure your music is good. Vet it through other people. The feedback loop is the most important loop that you can find. Have people that you trust. Send them music early. Send them music non-official. Send them demos. Send them everything. Ask for their opinion. Ask for their feedback. What you do with that feedback is up to you, but at least get more conversations into your room before your room is empty. Um, fire. Yeah. Greg is on fire. You know, you have to have that feedback loop in any sort of creative output, whether it's design, whether it's art. You have to have people kind of guiding you from a third-person per- perspective. That's why you watch Game Tape, you know?
1: That's so why you watch Game of Thrones tomorrow. That's why I watch we Game of Thrones to- ah, so, yes. I was like, fuck, I, I could really pull like a... Orion Seacrest here and I'm like yo what are Game of Thrones predict- predictions
0: oh I got one so Daenerys does not want to give up the throne so she tries to get Jon killed in the battle however Sansa sees that and kills Daenerys
1: can I tell you something yeah Lord Varys is taking the whole thing
0: nah, I no like, shot I'm, I'm 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 team Sansa for real
1: bro for what? real
0: yeah bro don't question me don't question me, yo. She's been through a lot. She's seen a lot. She's Greg. Like, you she's were
1: on fire before you said that, bro. Sansa. She's
0: bro. She's badass. She's badass right now. She's beautiful. <laughs> she's she's <is> beautiful. That's <laughs> like what? She is beautiful. Your wife. Your wife. <laughs> she's not gonna watch this straight. <laughs> okay, word. Nah, but nah. I think Sansa. I think Sansa's got something to her for real. For real. She's,
1: yeah, she's developed a, a keen
0: Pr- like intuition. Presence. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, yeah. You know what I'll rounds.
1: do? Oh, yeah, I'll text you after tomorrow. The, give me like five characters you know are going to get killed.
0: Uh, Tormund, Brienne, Arya. Um,
1: like Arya Stark? Yeah.
0: No. She's, oh, out. she's out. She's, she, she's out. She's big time out. She's big time out. Fuck. Jamie's going to die, but Jamie's going to kill the Night King at the same time. So that's like his whole character arc is solidified. Of He's the not going to die
1: then. I'm talking about next episode.
0: He's going to die. So, oh, well, hmm. Okay, so Tormund, Brienne. Uh, who's the Who's the Who's the Um?
1: I hope to God it's someone that no one was expecting. I hope they pull back that old Game of Thrones plot twist. Yeah, the old like Red Wedding a, plot just twist.
0: Act somebody completely. Um, yeah, I'm not sure.
1: Well, give me five, cause then I'll, I'll I'm gonna quote you, and I'll text you.
0: Uh, Brienne is gonna die. Tormund it, is gonna die. Um, the who's who's the dude with the red beard who wants to bang Brienne?
1: Who's like oh, I.
0: Yeah. Fuck the milk from yeah, giant. He's, he's gonna die. Um who's homeboy who 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 buffed out Arya? Gendry. He's gonna die. Scot Claim to the throne. And um and Theon's gonna die.
1: I'm a little nervous Tyrion's gonna die. That uh, could that could be very serious. A little nervous about that. Yeah. Okay, so um this is how we start and end the episode. Hi, my name and this is my golden hour directly after no break high my name and that was my golden hour. You got it gotcha and I'm just gonna preface it real quick. yo again come through with some value hashtag business hashtag value for everyone over here tuning in because Greg dropped a lot of gems on how to accurately market yourself as an artist especially in Boston and that's very possible for everyone in Boston to make some waves for yourself.
0: Go. So do you want me to do it as Greg Gaffney or Greg is on fire? That was supposed to be like the epic lead up. You're supposed Shit. to be good. Uh,
1: whatever you want. I'm going to call Greg Gaffney's episode. Okay. Why do you think I should call Greg is no, on fire? No, fires? no,
0: no, I didn't know how you wanted to approach it. How um, do you want it? Greg Gaffney's fine. Okay, cool. Fine. Hi, Greg. G- oh, geez. No, I can't, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't say hi to myself.
1: Hi, it's Greg Gaffney. Or hi, hi I'm Greg Gaffney.
0: Hi, it's Greg Gaffney. And this is my golden hour. And then, was my golden hour?
1: And this is Gag Order Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Chill. And then, hi, I'm Greg Gaffney. That was my golden hour.
0: Hi, I'm Greg Gaffney. That was my golden hour.
1: That was perfect, man. Thank you. Cool.
0: Kev, can you just hit the camera so I can hit this?